All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. 877-374-7463. All right, is your number to participate. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. All right, as we enter the final hour here, just barely getting reps back, getting adjusted, doing this third hour. It's kind of mess with my normal routine that I'm accustomed of, you know, who wants to work more hours, but doing it for you, the people. All right. But not doing it for free either, but doing it for you and the people. All right. Before we move, I wanted to move on, but, uh, we got some reaction for the Carl Malone situation via Twitter and also on Facebook live. I'm gonna have you read the Twitter uh, Jonas, and then on Facebook Live, we've got Dwayne checking in. He says, Carl Malone is disgusting, no excuse. Carl is disgusting, and he tried to shoot at Vanessa Bryant. Yeah, that's kind of what I said, but you, I agree with you, um, Dwayne. And then you had somebody that tweeted at me personally. So what what did that tw- tweet say, I should say? Well, we have Scott Harrington on Twitter. Um, listening in, he said, this rant on Malone is wrong. Ranting on his, uh, ranting on his wrong only exposes your own character deficiency. Well, let me tell you, Scott Harrington. Um, first of all, these are the type of people that I wish would call in. Instead of just because I'm not going to go back on Twitter and forth, you know, so many care, all that kind of stuff. I'll start spelling things wrong and all that. Eight, seven, seven, three, seven grind. Yeah. So look, Scott, it's obviously, in my opinion, you didn't really understand the point that I was trying to make with the segment. And even in that whole take, I also said that I'm not even the guy that likes to do this. And again, I'm not trying to pass judgment on anybody, but in that particular situation and what took place, that is something I have a problem with. So all I said is that, first of all, nobody's talking about this. I mean, yes, this is a story that's been around for like the rumors for the last 15, 20 years, but it's really come to light as more where it's been confirmed. And now you have this individual older. Look again, Scott, I am not trying to pass judgment on anything. But what makes Carl Malone the exception to the rule? Because I'm pretty sure, Scott, like I don't know you from a can of paint, but you want to go ahead and tweet. Okay. And you had, and it really must have struck a nerve because I don't think you tweeted anything since like 2017 pre pandemic, looking at your account. But I guarantee you, you're probably the same guy that pretty much said, hey, I know everybody's mourning this guy, but do you remember what Kobe Bryant did in Colorado? Do you remember what he was accused of? Or an NFL player comes up, do you remember, do you understand, you know, that they gave Deshaun all this money? Do you understand he had like 25 women accused him? You sound like that, but you're probably that guy, but you got a problem with me because I'm bringing to the light and having my opinion that I think the NBA and Utah dropped the ball considering what he's involved with, with a lot of people, evidently you don't have a problem with it, Scott. You know, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just saying that it's, it's, it's definitely something that 
bothers a lot of people, just not the radio host, Calvin. It's a legit question. It is a problem because athletes have been drug for a lot less, being allegedly involved for a lot less than that. And again, unless somebody, Jonas and I was kind of talking through the break because he was trying to read, because this is the first time Jonas even heard about this, about Carl Malone, and that'll tell you something right there, Scotty. But Jonas was just looking through the break, and it's a situation where, first of all, I mean, he, he, he wrote a check or settled or whatever he paid for years ago. But I was telling him, look, he hasn't, in my opinion, he never has addressed this publicly like he's never had to sit down and ask questions about well whatever the even though i wouldn't buy whatever excuse but and not he's gone away and just brushed it because why because he's been off the grid that's all i'm saying scotty that's all i'm saying i'm not trying to say that yeah you talk about oh it only tells you about your what do you say what foe he said it only exposes my what I'll let Jonas figure. I want to make sure we quote Scott. Bing me up, he Scott. He said, ranting on his wrong only exposes your own character deficiency. Bing me up, Scotty. Listen, I'll be the first to tell you right now. Uh, hell yeah, I've got some deficiencies. Some character deficiencies. That's what, I mean, I think I got solid character deficiencies. But I, the characters, but I think I got some deficiencies. I get told that mostly every other night, possibly by the woman that I live with. But she don't. But I ask her all the time, then why are you with me? Well, because, yeah, I know why. But still, that ain't everything. So, Scotty, I, I'm not sitting here telling you that I'm perfect because I do sports talk radio and I get to talk about it. Hell, yeah. I just said in that same. That just proves I don't need Nielsen to do any study. I can prove and show you the listening skills of people either listening through their car or streaming the show. You hear what you want to hear in that same original take in real time. I told you, I said, look, man, I've, I mean, I'm a person. I've got flaws. I even said that, but that doesn't, that doesn't kill the message for being okay for me and addressing it. What are you talking about? Scotty? Did I strike a nerve? I mean, I don't know. I mean, Scotty could, I mean, I would, uh, trust me, there's certain things and topics that I can bring up on this show as long as I've done it and know, like, you know what, probably going to get some backlash for that, probably going to rub some people wrong that way. When it comes to these serious topics, I've been doing this long enough, so I'm prepared. This did not even come across that I would even, there would even be a beam me up Scotty out there to give me any pushback on this, considering the severity of it, of, uh, of the situation and how no one's talking about it. It's obvious that, that it's obviously I struck a nerve with Scotty. Scotty could be riding around, driving the car, going up and down a school zone, right in front of an elementary school or middle school, just back and forth and be like, oh, under age, only 12. I've got a problem with that. Okay, now. Come on, Scotty. No, man, because it's still like, listen to the take. Like it's like like I'm telling you that nobody is really talking about this and this is something not normal because I'm no lawyer. And, and like I said, I love history, but I don't think that there is. And we talked about this during the break. I don't think that there is a state in the country and any time could be wrong that 12 years old has been considered adult or it's OK if you're and if he's in college, he's what, like 20, 21 at the time, 22 
I mean, by the time you get to 22, you're your senior year. So you let's go just in say, at eight, 18 to 22. So let's just say, give and take, he's 19 years old. 20. He's considered an adult. In most states, I would know, 12 years old is considered a child. I think the youngest I've heard in some states that be considered if you have intercourse with another consensual between adults is, I think, would be 16. What I've heard, you said maybe 15. I've never heard of 12. Sorry, Scotty. 877-374-7463. All right, moving on to the National Football League. All right. Um, We're about to get tagging under the way. Franchise tagging. Not talking about that stuff that they've been doing downtown on 35 and bridges and stuff, the taggers. Do they still call them that or is that old? Is that that's another old term? Because the guys that go spray paint and they tag, aren't they called taggers? I mean, yeah, it's called tagging a property, but I, I don't know. Street artists. You give them the professional name to it. I mean, yes, there's some there's some great legends that are graffiti artists, but I'm just talking about usually the young punks that are on skateboards we'll go with and, tagging, got, and, 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 and got uh, spray paint and they want to just go ahead and just spray something to say, oh, I'm here. Anyway, franchise tag. That's the type of tagging we're talking about. It's heating up. Rumors are heating up. Okay, so if we look at it and we all understand now by the franchise tag, you have to have, you know, if you get tagged, you have to be what? In the top 2%, 3% of the payroll of your position or isn't something like that? So the average of the top five. Average of the top five. So let's listen to the list. I think, who is this? CBS Sports or who is this? Uh, NFL.com. NFL.com. Let's listen to NFL. Let's hear NFL.com's top potential players that might warrant a franchise tag. Yeah, so this is uh, Judy Batista's list. She's a senior national columnist over at NFL.com. Uh, we're going to start at the bottom. Uh, number eight franchise tag uh, target to watch is Kansas City Chiefs offensive tackle Orlando Brown. Hey, uh, tag would cost about $20 million. And that's Brown? Mm-hmm. Chiefs? Yes, Orlando Brown. You got to keep the uh, the Cadillacs around. Oh, the homes, you got right? protection. Could I see them franchising them? Uh, does, does Kansas City have a first round pick? Right, they don't have no trades or none. They got their. They'll be picking thirty two, right? Uh, yeah, the Eagles okay. and the Chiefs, I believe, both okay. have their picks. I'll double check that. You could probably find the second or third, no less than maybe the fourth best offensive lineman on the board in college if you want to replenish it that way. Um I would have to listen I would have to look at the Chiefs other free agents that they would have to make a choice on. Is there somebody because receivers I don't care. They they can lose Juju. He can go get a bag and get paid from somebody else. They're gonna plug somebody else right in there. So I, I told you this when we came in here after the Sunday of that Super Bowl. I told you what the formula for Patrick Mahomes, as he sit there say, rebuilding. I don't even know what that's about. So it, what the formula is going to be, keep him protected. We're not paying big money for wide receivers. And if we lose somebody at the wide, we'll replenish. But let's keep this offense. Our resources and money and draft picks need to go to keep this line intact. 
Your big free agent names, pending free agent names for the Kansas City Chiefs are led by Orlando Brown at left tackle. Uh, Juju is uh, a free agent. Uh, Carlos Dunlap at the defensive end. And uh, I'd also skip down to Andrew Wiley, another offensive tackle. And who on, did you say somebody on the D-line was free agent? Who, who was that? Carlos Dunlap. I would tell you if they decide, it's either they franchise tag him um, they take care of it in free agency. Maybe find somebody that's cheaper than him, or they take they they take care of it in the draft. But of course, tagging tagging him now allows you more time to work out a deal yeah. rather than just flat out allowing him to reach free agency. But to be on the the or to that point right there, that's what they tell you. But I would just tell you case study in my head in the last three or four years, guys that get tagged, deals hardly ever get taken. Get the only the, be honest with you, the only one that comes to my mind on a big one that they tagged and got a deal right after that, that was Von Miller. That was that was after they won the MVP wearing the Super Bowl, Super Bowl fifty. So most likely when they tra- tag, they don't get no deal done before the season. But go ahead though. Yeah, just moving on the list, uh, number seven. Josh Jacobs uh, led that he was first received first ever recipient of the Jim Brown award. Uh, it's the the new name for the rushing uh, rushing leader over the course of a season. Um, no, I'm not putting my tag on Josh. Jacobs. It would be about a ten million dollar tag. I don't, I don't even. I give me give me their. Do you have their list in front of you? Don't worry about it if you don't have the Raiders. Uh, but even without hearing who else are free agents, the way it's it's sad because it's just the devalue of running backs in the NFL, how they've been devalued by teams and GMs. I know Jacobs is coming off the year. <clears throat> he hasn't ran like this really since Tuscaloosa or his rookie year. So his value's there. He will have some – I mean, there are going to be teams trying to get him, but – if I'm the Raiders where I'm at with the Raiders and I've got an offensive-minded head coach and Josh McDaniels, my resources and my tags and my money has to be on the back, the defensive side of the ball. Well, you're obviously not tagging <coughs> Derek Carr, uh, nope. who's, who's a free agent because you let him go. Uh, Clellan Farrell on the defensive end. Um, he's probably the, the next one that I would really look at in terms of tagging because every, everything else is just Cosby's under contract, right? Max, yeah. yeah. And look, this is another point of this whole thing. Just because you got a tag, don't mean you got to use it. Correct. I mean, just, I mean, there's some teams that have guys that either they can't get deals done and they just let them walk, or they get them. They just don't use the tag just to use it. So, um, because that is going to affect the rest of your cap. Because if you have to, you know, bump a guy to the top three of his position, that's going to mess with the cap there. So sometimes you just got to cut your losses. So my opinion, no, I don't think that they use the tag on Jacobs. Okay, especially when you look at you have other guys like Rashad Penny, Kareem Hunt, uh, Devin Singletary, veterans who could step in and fill that role cheaper if you're maybe finding yourself in a rebuild. Uh, Moving on to number six, uh, Deron Payne. Uh, He's the defensive tackle for the Washington Commanders. One of those big names on the front. I mean, I guess. I mean, I've you know, to me personally, overall, um, a lot of this has to do with, I believe, a defensive coordinator that has, the game has passed him by a little bit, speaking of Jack Del Rio. Uh, but, look, Washington has been picking. They've got a, quite a few first-round picks. I'm talking about, like, top eight, ten picks on that D-line. Yeah, Chase Young, Montez I, Sweat. And, 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 a, and, to, and in my opinion – 
they pretty much has underachieved up to this point. Now, there's va- there's factors into that. There's a, a defunctional organization that the Washington commanders have been for the last, I don't know, decade. But regardless, where they have spent their resources in drafting top-tier pass registers as a unit, they've kind of achieved. Now, Payne is a good player. I mean, he's one of their best passers, so if they want to keep that attack. But it's just one of the, if you want it to affect – the cap situation, go ahead. If you think you can find his replacement in the draft in the second, third round, go ahead. But it wouldn't surprise me. I could see why they do it because he is a first round. Uh, they spent first round pick on him. But, you know, we'll see. But I just think overall that whole D-line is underachieved in my opinion. All right. When we get back, we have the top five. And I don't think any of these guys are going anywhere, Cal. Oh, that's, that's your shot that you're saying. You're thinking that these guys will be safe. Yeah, we've got uh, – Pretty much rumors heating up, you know, with Lamar Jackson and a certain city and a certain team that I want to talk about when we get back. And as well, we want to hear the rest of this browning out this top five list. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the sports grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the sports grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos, 877-374-7463. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a Dose. We've been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors as well also. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. 877-374-7463. All right. 
So let's pick up. Well, we've got some other things we got to get to before uh, the squeeze in here before we get out of here for this Tuesday. But let's pick it up again. We're getting into the uh, this is the top five left according to this is CBS Sports. NFL.com. NFL.com. And okay. Judy Batista. And so I'm going to run through these quickly. And I just need you to let me know if you think that any of these um, players are going to get a contract or tagged. Because I don't think they're going anywhere. And if you think they're going somewhere, let me know. But I'm just going to run through these really fast. Number five, Evan Ingram, tight end for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Number four, Jordan Poyer, safety for the Buffalo Bills. Number three and number two, kind of simultaneously, but for purposes, third and second ranked, Saquon Barkley and then Daniel Jones for the New York Giants. And then number one, most likely to be tagged, Lamar Jackson. Okay, let's go to the back end a little bit. Now, all these, you said you don't believe they're going anywhere and you don't believe they're going to get tagged? I think they're going to either get a new contract or tagged, but I don't think they're going to be leaving okay. their team. So that, that, that's okay. to say that it's very likely that they'll get tagged if they're not going to have a, a new Okay, game. let's back up a little bit because there was a tight end that you named in there, and who was that? Evan Ingram, uh, one of uh, Trevor Lawrence's favorite targets. I mean, he definitely had a resurgence um, from his time in New York. And I think he's been down. I think he's been in uh, Jacksonville for a minute now. And this is the guy that never could get right, basically in New York, that came out of Ole Miss, right? I think he was. If this is the same one, I think he's from Ole Miss, and I think he was. uh, He couldn't just get right in New York. But this is my. When we talk about this, keep in mind it is him. yeah, Yeah. Okay. Keep in mind, you've got to look at when we talk about tags, and normally how GMs look at this. Is it a position that is expendable and is the talent expendable? Now, do you mean to tell me, I don't care how much Trevor Lawrence got comfortable with them or whatever, are we going to say Ingram has the Travis Kelsey effect for the Jacksonville Jaguars? No. Does he have the Rob Gurkowski effect of the New England Patriots? No. Does he have the Darren Waller potentially if healthy effect with the Raiders? Maybe, but I would probably say he ain't got there yet. So my point is. But is it worth the $11 million, which is the tag amount to find out? If you're just going to use it, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm assuming everybody else with Jacksonville are free agents. I mean, excuse me, are under contract. They're a young team. Yeah. So, and, and they've got money. Kirk to, to that ridiculous deal that everybody said was, a, you know, a, a joke. Yeah. And he performed on it. You have Calvin Ridley coming back. Maybe. Well, yeah, he, he, he's, he's made his appeal to the NFL. I think you've got some interesting pieces there. But I just feel a tight end, man. You can feel – my point is I don't think Ingram is that dyna- dynamic of a tight end that they can't replenish it in the draft or through other free agency. Again, it, it, yes, if you're just talking $11 million and it's like, hey, man, we really ain't got nobody else we could tag, yes, he could probably get and tagged. It's a security blanket okay. for Trevor Lawrence. Yes, I will say that you might be right. He probably could go at tag. But at the same time, it really just depends on their front office. And, and Doug Peter, it just comes down to we – you know, do we tag just a tag? Because at the end of the day, that's $11 million more that they can't spend to go and fill something else that they might want to fill. It's still a fact. You're still pushing up and it goes against the cap. So, yes, it gives you that temporarily to get a deal done. But I would tell you I wouldn't do it. But would I kill them if they did it? No, since it's only 11, no, but I wouldn't do it. Not with a tight end. Tight ends kind of come dime a dozen, man. Especially, I mean, look, Doug. Is, is, look at who Doug Peterson had – in, in Philly, 
Is he uh, what's Hurts? Hell no. You know, he ain't Hurts. Maybe he got more upside than Hurts, but he ain't performed like Hurts yet. So when you're talking Doug Peterson, I don't. This put it this way: they're not going to lose sleep over it. If they tag him, they tag him. But keep it moving. Well, it's worth noting that his contract last year was about nine. Okay. So less than less than two and a half million dollars. The number yes. probably saves him to be able to tag where it doesn't hurt you too much. So you might be right on that one. All Go right. Ahead. So so then again, going back, run the the final four then right. was Jordan Poyer, the safety for the Bills. Saquon, running back, of course, for the Giants. Daniel Jones, of course, quarterback for the Giants, and Lamar Jackson, quarterback for. The Baltimore Ravens. Well, I think in that list right there, that's when you get kind of tricky in that whole final list right there. Because one thing, we can kill two birds with one stone. I did want to talk about Daniel Jones today because technically there's reports out there that he is reporting or looking for about $45 million a year. And he signed a new agency to do it. And I was going to say he fired his other agent. Gonna, I don't care if he fired the old one or the new one. Like if his agent and them really think, look, Somebody is going to have to stand up. No different than the guy up in Cleveland, okay, that really just screwed up the quarterback market with the guaranteed money. I mean, the quarterback market was screwed up before Haslam, but the guaranteed situation wasn't. Somebody's going to have to do the opposite. Somebody's going to have to stare one of these middle-of-the-road quarterbacks in the face and be like, look, man, I don't care what the comps are in the neighborhood. I don't care what the resale value of the homes in the other neighborhood. I'm not paying you that on this block. Um, Daniel Jones, $45 million a year. And keep in mind, you still got the Barkley decision. So you can't franchise them tag. You're going to use one. Now, I think the Barkley situation is very interesting because I think if he hits the market – He's not going to be on the market that much. He is the best offensive player that they have right now as we speak. That's including Daniel Jones as well. But he's been cut on quite a bit. He had a hell of a year. He could have probably been comeback player of the year. Should have been. I mean, I understand they gave it to Geno, but it's like, what was Geno coming back from? Rocking the bench for 10 years? (laughs) I mean, what did you, I mean, that's the thing with the NFL. These awards, sometimes like the comeback player is supposed to be for guys coming off injury. No, it's anybody who, nah, who has a resurgence in their career. I did. Yeah, so we're going to get comeback for sitting there and studying your 12th senior year for 8 to 10 years. But anyway, moving on. I can't. I, you know what? To me, I've got to get a contract done with Daniel Jones because if you franchise tag him, he's at fifty million dollars, like forty five, forty eight, fifty. No, because he's a non-exclusive. Okay, so uh, it does Judy, matter what tag. That's Judy right. Batista. Batista here uh, notes that the tag amount for Daniel Jones would be thirty two mil. Okay, so which there, is a yeah. bit more reasonable. I've got to look. Yes, you got to tag Jones. Because you don't have a guy on the bench right now that is even pressing him. You don't have a Brock Purdy. You don't have a Trey. It's not the 49er situation. Yes, you gotta you got to franchise tag him and try to work out a long-time deal. And if not, you got to be prepared to cut bait and going into the 2024 season. So that makes a very, very interesting situation with Barkley. Because that means that technically he's going to have to hit the market. Well, I mean, you could tag... Barkley and get a deal done with Daniel Jones if you believe that Barkley is the key to that offense. I mean, again, 
Vanilla Vic was trending down the stretch for a reason, Cal. Vanilla um, Vic. But the franchise tag for a running back only runs you $10 million. If you were to tag, but you can only use one though. Correct. So if you so, were to work, so if you were to work a deal or just p- go play free agency with the quarterback situation, you can't. You, I, it, look, as much as I love Barkley, I mean, I'm not in love with him, but as much as I should say I have respect for him, and he is the best offensive player on the New York Giants. Jacobs could be coming available. There's trade rumors coming up with Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. Again, if you want somebody who's been cut on before, Rashad Penny over there in Seattle. I've got this. I'm not prepared with life after Daniel Jones yet, but I damn sure is not paying Daniel Jones $45 million a year. The only way Daniel Jones is getting $45 million a year, we've got to go to the NFC Championship game next year. And we've got to damn near almost win it or win it. I franchise tag him. $35 million for Daniel Jones. That's still like. 32. Still, 32. 32. 32, whatever. Some change. Couch change. It's still eye-opening. Daniel Jones is only worth $32 million because the market value. He has not shown that much consistency yet. He really hasn't. Now that people in his division is going to get a beat on what Dable is doing. And understand how to prepare really what Dable, how he calls plays, what all the people. That stuff matters in the offseason, especially in your division. I mean, when you get a new coach that comes in and it's his first time being head coach, you might have to take a whole year to get adjusted on how he calls and how he runs that. So let's see what Daniel Jones does his second year. They'll franchise tank Daniel. Because if he's really taking, if him and his agent or this new group he signed on, if he's really looking for 45 million a year, they ain't getting that deal done that quick. You're going to have to tag him. Okay, so going back really quick to number four, Jordan Poyer. And that's the safety? Safety for the Bills. I've got a defensive-minded coach. I've had a decent defense now for three or four years. This is the same regime and the same organization that let Gilmore walk. Uh, I mean, look, and, and you know, they're, I mean, it's not like they're, like, cap-free either. And what's the safety bringing at? Because uh, safety is going to bring it. I can, don't, don't tell me. I can tell you right now. Safety top is going to be right about 18 to 19 million dollars a year. Probably. If I had to take a guess, it's going to be around 18, no more than 20 around that 18 to 20 range Uh safety for a franchise tag is 14 mm. uh, for the non-exclusives. Who's the, I thought the highest paid safety was at probably about who's I think maybe that well you know you're right maybe about fourteen fifteen, um, I guess I don't look at him you know you got a defensive minded coach I mean it's a team that is built to win now that's the defense is not the Bills problem. I mean, Von Miller, they invested. Don't forget about the Von contract too. Like I said, they ain't got that much cap freedom. Um, the defense isn't the problem with Buffalo. They didn't get an opportunity to have a healthy Von Miller. I don't know really what their problem. That really made that much a difference. Their problem is not being predictable and putting so much on Josh Allen's shoulders. And that's why all of a sudden there's rumor talks about Bills should they trade for Derrick Henry. I don't know. Because I guarantee you right now, the guy in Tennessee, speaking of Vrabel, 
there's a mileage limit that he's waiting till he gets to before he trades the old car in and get a new one. I don't care how great Derrick Henry is. I don't care if you have him in the top. They, there is a certain mileage that Derek, that Vrabel already knows when it's time to be with, he's worth it. And what happened? There's a good look. Emmett Smith finished his career in a different uniform in the desert at that. And he's the all time lead in Russia by default. But anyway, so that brings us to the bell of the ball. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, we'll kill two birds with one stone with this as well. The rumors, I didn't know. I mean, I guess Lamar Jackson is from the Florida area, you know, grew up around that area. There's reports out there that interest could be him wanting to play in Miami. I'll tell you this right now. I told you this last week. Him not coming back to play in the playoffs got Baltimore's attention. That's why they consulted with them on the offensive coordinator hire. Keep in mind, this is one on the radar. That's how, this is the guy that's come from Georgia. He's had NFL experience, too, speaking of the coordinator that they hired. But they asked Lamar for his input. That don't mean a deal's going to get done. That just means you kissing his ass because he caught your attention. You're used to the Lamar coming back. He'll play through it. He'll do this. No, he loves Lamar bleeds purple and black. Okay. He loves the Ravens, but I think finally the business side has got to him. So to me, I feel that Baltimore is really in a no-win situation because to me, either you give them the contract and the guarantee, and this is all of what we're about. I mean, there was reports last week that we talked about that they were $100 million apart. That's a lot. You know, 15, 20 million, 10 million, 30 million, that's a hundred. That's alarming. But I will tell you, if I'm Miami, I'm not doing that. I mean, even though I've got certainty, I'm speaking of the trade. I'm, you know, even though I've got uncertainties about Tua and can he make it a full 18 weeks? I think all Tua has to do is learn how to fall. Two of his concussions is like he's not even trying to brace his fall. He and there's real things that he's got to learn how to he's fall. He's reportedly been spending time on that. This See, offseason. there you go. See, I mean, come on, man. I know this league. I, I mean, they're in a no-win situation because if you franchise tag him one time, I believe he's gone. He'll play this year under the tag. He could still threaten to hold out and get fined. I don't think he'll get from everything with Lamar. I don't think he's going to mess with his money. So he will show up. But if they tag him and don't give him his guaranteed money or a long time deal, he's gone. He'll be he'll he'll be gone in 2020. He won't retire Raven. Put it that way. Remember, he still owns the keys to this. All he has to do is say, I want out. Trade me. It's not quite yet where the NBA is at. But they're a lot further, especially at that position with control than they've ever had any player in the National Football League. So I believe they are going to franchise. And that puts him at $50 million, right? Uh, 45 for the exclusive tag. And that w- that's the expected. They would do 45 mm. But now most people out there would say, hey, man, go there. He should be happy. Go and play for that. Yeah, you're going to make 45 For a year. For a year. But. You get a career injury, 45 is different than 250, 300, okay? Now, I'll take a 45 jackpot Powerball, Mega Millions all day. But if I know for sure, if I just got to stay healthy, I can get 300 and Lamar's still young, I'm going to wait for that. Don't please with just the 45 million after Uncle Sam and everything else. 
There's nobody in the state of Texas in the history of the Mega Millions that's ever won the Mega Millions in the state of Texas. Just a fun fact. Another fun fact before we get, I got all the fun facts for you, but we can't get a black history fact on this show. But I'll give you a fun fact also before we get out of here. Um, Paxton Lynch made history in the XFL this weekend. He's become the only player to get benched during a game in the NFL, the XFL, the Canadian League, and there's one more league that I'm... The USFL. Did you already know that fun fact before I, where I was going with it? I did. I saw okay, it. Okay. You're on it. Proud of you. Yeah, can you imagine that? That's a bummer. I mean, how do you go... I mean, if you got benched and we won an XFL, who in your family is telling you, Paxson, man, it ain't meant to be, bro. I get it. You know, try to be a coach. But you got to find the degree you got in Memphis. I think I hopefully got a degree in Memphis. The degree you got in Memphis. Come on. I got benched on that too. Benched from class. Come on, man. That's 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 sad. You think that, oh, this level, I'm going to get it going. I'm going to I'm going to show them I can play bench, bench, bench. No mas. No mas. That's it. Do you think he can't? I mean, without that was week one, Cal. Week one. Can he get it right? I mean, this is a former first-round pick by the Denver Broncos. Terrible. One of the worst picks in Elway's history. Uh, it saved Dallas. Jerry's ass was trying to move up to get him, too. Don't Let's not forget about that. Um, but he didn't take him. No, he didn't. Um, this is the same guy that cried on the side of an NFL football sideline his second year starting. He, he just – he was overwhelmed. The, the, the information, the speed of the game, he was not even running anything close to a pro-style offensive. He was overwhelmed. Elway was on that yak. He was – he, yeah, he, he, he was on that pillin' and whiskey when he was on them, them, them scouting trips and in that war room. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, it'll cost you to miss the playoffs six, seven years when you swing and miss like that, especially at that position. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producers of the show, Jonas Clark, all right, and spinning the one and twos. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button, for you out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. 
Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here.